are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the Paper Flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. We are coming off of a high after a fantastic Paper X Talk lecture on the topic of pricing. It was so fun to have the panelists there, not just Paper Florists, Quinn and I, but also <laughs> we had our flower farmer, Jessalyn Pettigrew, and the florist designer, Aaron Shackleford. But I think me coming off of that high, the most interesting thing about that lecture was that I think we all agree that running a business is a journey Mm -hmm. and making those decisions about when to pivot in your business or when to decide to make a change or to grow or to add something, that's a very personal decision and it's a journey. It's something that comes along. You know, when an opportunity comes along, you take it. Or when change, change, you're, you're faced with having to make changes, taking that leap forward and having the confidence to do that. Those take time and it's a very personal journey. So to actually give us some insight on this topic, we've invited Amy McGee, the founder and creative director of Botanica Brouhaha. And Amy has been a lot of things, actually. (laughs) We were just talking about that. Um, But you know her best as the voice behind the Botanica Brouhaha podcast. And she's made it her mission to stay connected to the floral industry and to support her community. And she's got some new things coming her way as well that we wanted to talk to her about. But because of her wealth of experience, we really wanted to pick her brain and kind of understand and give us some insight into, you know, those decisions that she made throughout her life. How did those come about? You know, what made her feel those changes were were right at that time? And why now is she, you know, looking forward to this new endeavor that we're we're excited to share with you guys about? So Amy, thank you so much for joining us. We're thrilled to have you. (laughs) How are you in Texas? I mean, <laughs> I know Welcome we talked about this. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's, you know, it's such a different time in history. We all have our own, we're all coming from, you know, different areas, but it's nice to talk to someone who is so far away from Toronto and in a completely different state. Anyways, Amy, welcome. Yes, welcome, Amy. Thank you. I'm so honored to be on here after you were on our podcast. So thanks for the opportunity. Oh, no, we're excited to have you here. I think both of us have followed your blog and your Instagram for some time now seeking inspiration <laughs> just and your podcast as well like seeking inspiration you have such a great eye for great floral work and mm-hmm. um so beautiful yeah so so beautiful your website itself is oh. all you <laughs> after I met you I was like oh that's why <laughs> yeah and so learning about the fact that you didn't start as a podcaster like most of us uh, or a blogger was really interesting as well because whenever somebody tells me that I think you know where did, how did that come from? like how did it come about you don't obviously, you know, you don't grow up thinking you'll be a podcaster or a blogger. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Amy. Where, you know, what's what's your background? Well, I I started in the flower business about 20 years ago, but I was before that I started school and I was going to be a dental hygienist. And when I graduated, my husband and I bought our very first house and I was just starting my career in dental hygiene. And we bought a house that was about 40 years old and the couple that had lived in it had been extensive gardeners and they died and left it. They, They had no children. So it was kind of in this trust and it, it was really overgrown. The yard was and 
you know, we kind of, we were intrigued by this whole situation because we moved into this house and it had a long history and a story. And we got to really know what the people had been like that had lived there. And we talked to a niece who had some images of what the gardens had looked like, you know, kind of when they had first built the house. And so we kind of get, got interested in uncovering that garden. And it, that house was in town. It sat on about an acre and it had one of the very first sprinkler systems ever installed. And so it was kind of all metal pipes and you had to go out with a big, you know, T tool and, you know, move it around and get it to come on. And it was just, it was all new and we had not had a house or a yard and I really hadn't been into gardening. And so over the next couple of years, we just really got interested and started learning the plants and every season something new would pop up and we uncovered those old beds. So that's kind of where I started is just this sort of intrigue with mm-hmm. gardening and and then I started kind of growing flowers and put in a couple of rows of cut flowers and you know this is like my whole story everything just leads to something else it's never what I intend it's never what I intended so so eventually I I ask you back then was cut flower gardens popular you know I didn't really know anyone much who was doing that and but it may have just been that I wasn't in the industry Mm -hmm. and I I really wasn't paying attention I I do remember I was reading Martha Stewart magazine you know Martha Stewart living Martha Stewart weddings because I just loved her aesthetic (laughs) and what she did for sure yeah so that was that was more the bent for me you know Mm -hmm. was kind of growing things and cooking things and decorating the house and you know whatever so but that kind of just it that started the ball rolling and I was a dental hygienist so I was working that's mm-hmm. where I made my living yeah um and I I just started growing some flowers I ended up selling them to a little farm stand around the corner and then a bed and breakfast in town found out about me and asked if I would bring some of my cup flowers to their bed and breakfast to put in their cabins and then once I did that they asked if I would actually design mm-hmm. them into an arrangement so just dropping right. off the blooms so that's where the design started you know I I tried to read and figure out what I was doing with Mm -hmm. design. And then, you know, people saw the flowers and then the ball started rolling. Then people asked for flowers for anniversaries and birthdays. And eventually that led to weddings. In the end, I ended up moving from cut flowers to design. And I built a studio onto my Mm -hmm. house. And at that point, I had two children. They were young. I worked out of the house and had some you know, young women who worked with me, uh, some college students. And that was a span of probably 10 years that it just kind of one thing led to another to another. Mm -hmm. And I was always working as a dental hygienist the whole time, even when I was doing weddings. So So, really busy. um, (laughs) Yeah. And I was a mom. Yeah. And and then at that point, it kind of came to a halt because I, you know, I was doing weddings on the weekends, Mm -hmm. working during the week part time as a hygienist. And I was a mom and I just, you know, wasn't seeing my kids on the weekends because that's when the events are. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to close that business after I'd been doing it about eight years. And I took a year off to just be a Mm -hmm. mom and be a hygienist. (laughs) And I, but I'm, but I missed, I missed the people in the industry. I missed the relationships, like the, the relationships I had with brides and grooms and their parents and 
know, it was just my peers. I just missed that. So I actually started Botanical Brouhaha, the blog, after I'd been out for about a year. Mm -hmm. And it was just simply a way to get my hand back into it. And, you know, I was thinking, this is great because it's free. Because writing a blog, you know, I just created this blog and there was no cost to it Mm -hmm. and no one expected anything out of me. And yeah, and and nobody expected anything, you know, I hadn't promised anything, so (laughs) it but it grew. So then we started that ball rolling. And, you know, I've been writing that blog 11 years. And we started the podcast a couple of years ago. And, you know, eventually I did retire from dental hygiene. And I started working in the industry for another designer. I feel like you were prepared every step of the way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, those opportunities came and you took them. You recognized them and you Mm. took them. Yeah, I think so. I think with the exception of starting the the floral design business when I was doing weddings and events, you know, my husband and I had long conversations around that because we had young children at the time and the timing of it, you know, I felt like, oh, I'm just getting older and older and older and I, I have to do it right now. You know, it's just one of those things that's like a passion, like you just can't stop mm-hmm. thinking about it. And we had a lot of discussions because, you know, he was like, well, when you're, you know, a little older and the kids are a little older, maybe that might be the time. And I was like, no, <laughs> we're going to do it right now. And so, and so we did. And then you see yeah. what happened. Then I closed it because I wasn't with yeah. the kids enough, you know, and that was my, my decision. So I guess you could say he was right, except that gave me a lot of years, you know, of yeah. learning and, and making relationships. So it paved the way for what I do yes. now. And I, I don't know that what I'm doing now would be quite the same if I hadn't had those years. For sure. So I may have jumped the gun on that one, but I'm kind of glad I did, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm, it is a tough decision to make when you have young children, you know, but I, at the same time, I feel like, I think, I don't know, I, I think that if the opportunity comes, you don't know if it'll come later on and it might not be the right time then either. So I don't think there really is a, I don't think you're ever 100% prepared. It's whether or not you, right now, have, you know, the skills and whether or not right now in your life, it's the right decision, you know? And I think, I don't know, I, like you said, things work out at some point you look back and you're like, Oh, that's why I did that. That's why I went through that because now I have the skills and the experience to do this. I think that's a very good example. Yeah. I think I had a, I had an uncle who, when I I told him about this kind of crazy dream and, and I thought he's very practical and I thought he would say, you know, well, here are the things you should consider, (laughs) you know, get all your ducks in a row. And actually what he said to me was, you know, I started a new career in my 40s. And he said, I I could not wait for the day to break every day. I laid in bed waiting for daylight so I could get out. He, he became a home builder. And he said, I just couldn't wait till daylight so I could get up and go work. And he said, you know, what is the worst thing that can happen? You, you do this and you fail, yeah. then just you're just don't do it yeah. anymore. But <laughs> so true. There's, there's no harm in trying. Yeah. So it really, that really impacted me, you know, and I've always thought about that. Yeah. Like what's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't work out yeah. or you fail. Exactly. Then you learn something and do something different. So true. Right. The worst is actually not trying and then looking back and saying, oh, I should have because of what could have. Right. Yeah. 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 FOMO. It's the real thing. (laughs) FOMO. (laughs) 
New word for it. Yes, it's FOMO. <laughs> so true. Yeah, because we get a lot of a lot of our, our peers. I, I call them peers, really. I mean, yeah, some of them do take our courses and they are in a way our students, but really our peers. Mm-hmm. And we personally also struggle with this too. Even, I mean, with the Paper Flores Collective, we're also moving in a, in, in a new direction as well, in a way, yeah. um, with our new YouTube channel and kind of expanding on some things. But yeah, I mean, a lot of our peers wonder you know, when do you know it's time, for example, to increase your price or when to expand on an offering? And I mean, I, the bottom line, I mean, in my opinion, is there's no right answer. It's always very yeah. personal to that business or to that career. But at the same time, I mean, Amy, you've gone through so many changes. Were there like, was there a sense? Was there? Was it a gut feeling or was it like a sense that, oh, this is the time, you know, this is the right time to do that? to do what I planned or, oh, I didn't plan it, but we need to make that change. We have to leap forward. We can't look back. Do you have any advice on that? I mean, in terms of your personal experience of knowing when, oh, that's the right moment. I'm a very, emo- I'm going to say emotional, but I mean, I'm, I'm a very feeling person. And I think I really go a lot with my gut, you know, whatever it is that I, I just can't shake a feeling. And also, I really respect the people around me, which is why it's important to surround your people, yourself with people who are positive, you know, and people who want the best for you. And so I also listen to the people around me, as well as, of course, you know, our audience, the people who read the blog or listen to the podcast, I listen to what they say. But I think for me, you know, I felt that I, I, there was such a connection for me with nature when I started growing those flowers and just kind of getting into this industry. That's what was leading me was that that connection to nature. And and then it kind of grew into this connection with other people because, you know, you all know flower people, gardeners, farmers, they're some of the kindest people in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and so too. helpful and inspiring Generous. Yes. So, so I think, you know, that was kind of the way I entered. Now, when I started the flower business, that, that felt like, you know, doing the weddings, that was like inside of me. And I just felt like, I just want to do this so badly. I just want to try this so badly. That led me there. When we started the podcast, that was because my son told me, I think you should do this because you have all these stories that you tell us, like our family Mm -hmm. at dinner about these amazing people. I think you should share those stories. And so I was resistant to that because I'm not technical. You know, I'm very shy, really. I don't like to be in front of people or talk in front of people usually. So, but I trusted him Mm -hmm. and I really, I thought if he's saying this, then I, I'm going to take it really seriously. And that's how we really started the podcast. I found, you know, a a co-host that felt the Mm -hmm. same, that, you know, she really wanted to start it also, Maria Maxit, and we started it together. And it was on very, I was scared to death. I had no experience. I was really afraid to talk and I, it, you know, those first episodes, you probably know with your podcast, if you go back and listen (laughs) to the first episodes, sometimes I'm like, wow, maybe we could take those down. (laughs) But, but the guests were great. So we we leave them up, you know, (laughs) but, but I think that's, you know, also when I started the blog, that was because some of the, the young women who were college students and, and young working women at the time who were working with me when I had the flower 
business doing weddings, they mentioned to me, you should start a blog. And I didn't even know what a blog mm-hmm. was. So I just kind of put it on the shelf and didn't think about it for a whole year until I had this like yearning to get back into the business somehow and, and talk to people. And I remembered that. And so they're the ones who encouraged me to do that. So I think surrounding myself with, I mean, honestly, younger people is the key because they have a lot of awesome mm-hmm. ideas. They're not afraid they and they're too. very, you know, encouraging. Yes, you're yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess to answer your question, there are a lot of mm-hmm. things that push me just a little bit further and push me to go ahead and take the next mm-hmm. step. But mainly it's just listening to that, that intuition right. just, it just feels right. Feels like the yeah. time. I guess it's always, it's, it's taking that first step. I think, like you said, it's the most difficult, right? Because you don't know what you're going into, but I suppose, like you said, I mean, it applies to pricing, offerings, collaborations. What is the worst that could happen? You fail, but you always have your life. You always have your career. You always have something still that you can come back and be like, okay, let's start again. Let's see if there's another direction that we can take. I mean, we were just talking about COVID, how COVID really just impacted everyone's business in one way or the other. And having to literally change the plans that you may have made 12 months ago. And now Mm -hmm. you're doing, you need to do something completely different. So actually tell us a little bit about this new site, new website that you're going to be releasing shortly because there's a whole story that goes that sorry, it comes with a whole story. And you were just telling us about that. (laughs) Yeah. So a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, I began to, there were some, there were some needs in my community that I began to see and I wanted to do something. And so my husband and I, you know, we, we met some needs on our own, but eventually, you know, I just realized I, this is not something, it's too big for me by myself. I can't meet these needs. And it it grew into something much more. It was, you know, there were also people in our community who I felt were not getting equal opportunity to what I had been given. And so it kind of grew into this thing where I felt like not only do I want to meet a need if I see it and I can, but I also would love to create some opportunities for some people in our community that I really care about. And I was talking to Holly Chapel and Hitomi Gilliam and about this. And it was really weighing on me, you know, how can I, what can I do? And they, they kind of said, you know what, we would come to, to Texas and we would teach for you if you wanted to do a workshop. And so we had this discussion and we decided to do that, to, to create this workshop. And they came to my town and at their own expense, really. I mean, they, they didn't charge me for their time. And they taught a class and we sold tickets and people came from all over to study under them. And the proceeds from that workshop went back to meet needs and create opportunities in my community. And so this whole initiative was kind of born out of that initial experience. The next year, we did a workshop in the spring and we did one in the fall and we had other designers come in and we did things like we had a we created a short film in collaboration with Phil John Perry from England. He came over from Manchester and 
We kind of had this big uh, opening night premiere at our downtown theater. Oh, wow. A premiere of a movie that we had made about the people in our community. And a lot of designers came and helped us when we were shooting the film. They came and designed flowers for different people to wear in the film. So there were just lots of people who were involved in the project. And every time we did one of these events, then we took the proceeds and we would give back to our community. And we we were able to meet, you know, some needs like rent assistance. We bought a vehicle for someone. We did some car repairs. We've paid for, you know, dental and medical bills here and there for people who needed a little assistance. But we also did things like have people help us with the workshop and bring in vendors who could do hair and makeup or, you know, other jobs within our workshop series to support the people in our community. So so when COVID hit in the spring, you know, we can no longer have these in-person <laughs> workshops. And so then that was a challenge for me because I have I had to figure out how can we continue this work that we've begun? Mm-hmm. If we can't get together in person, you know, and I know some people are doing things virtually, but it just is not the same feel because I was having everyone come to our our town because that's where the money is going and staying. It's it's making an impact here. Right. So it didn't feel like that was, you know, a great option for me. So I've spent the better part of this year quarantined, honestly, you know, working hard, trying to figure out. What, what is the next step and how do we go forward? You know, So that's where the new endeavor comes in. And uh, do you want me to yeah, speak about absolutely. that? Give us the website name and everything. Okay, so it, it, it is going to be um, called Bloom Trust Company, but it'll be Bloom Trust Co. for short. We're, uh, it'll launch the middle of November. So we're still building the site right now. And it's going to, I'm super excited about it because it is going to be kind of a culmination of everything I've been doing with my career, which is mainly serving people in the flower industry, serving my peers, serving people who are trying to get into this industry by connecting them with people they should know who can help them or connecting them with services that they're looking for products, you know, that would make their job easier and classes, just anything that, you know, people write us all the time and ask, you know, if I want to learn how to do whatever the thing is, maybe it's, you know, create a flower crown. I don't know how to do that. Do you have some suggestions? And then we go back and say, or I go back and say, you know, here, here's some people that do a really good job. And I would recommend that you you check into this. So this is what the site will be. It's going to be kind of a more formal way of me getting this information mm-hmm. out rather than just answering emails all day <laughs> long and, yes. and, and DMs, yes. you know, yeah. uh, right? Yeah. So it's going to, so it'll be, you will be able to log into the site and then you will be able to search for what you're looking for and we'll just have all the resources that I would recommend. And that's kind of a a key point. It's not really meant to be a site that is the biggest site and it includes everything in the world. That's not what it's Mm -hmm. about. It's really about these are people that I know and these are products that I trust. These are people that I trust. I have phone calls with these people. I, I'm I'm recommending this to you. And you can go in and find it. And of course, for me, this is just a way for me to continue serving and kind of helping 
people who are wanting to get into the industry or to grow their business to do so in a way that they can flower. We, we always say flowering with purpose, mm-hmm. because if you don't have a purpose, pretty, pretty flowers for the sake of pretty flowers is awesome. But if you have a reason to do it, if you're impacting someone with your art, that makes it all the better. So we will be able now with this site, we, it'll be a membership site. So you'll have to pay a little bit to be in and have access to all these resources. But a portion of all of those membership fees will go back to this initiative. And so you'll be actually helping us support other people by creating opportunities, meeting needs with a portion of your membership fee. So we're kind of our tagline is you're going to be able to log in, find what you need, and then go out and flower with purpose. I hope flowering with a purpose is your tagline because that is, it just encompasses everything about this website and the Bloom Trust Co. I think that is just amazing and beautiful. What a lovely way to raise money for your community and to educate all these floral designers and people that want to know more about flowers. Well, I hope so. That's my intention. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to accomplish that. (laughs) <laughs> it's um, it's it's so interesting. There are so I, I we were we're rebuilding our website as well, and so I've been looking into other associations, companies, organizations, businesses that also kind of work to support their community to see what their story is. And it's so interesting because almost I think every one that I've looked, every website that I've looked at, and every organization I've looked at, they just want to give back. Yeah. They've gone through so much and they've learned so much and they just want to give back to the community, their community, whether it's their industry or their local community um, or their peers. And with, and it's so timely too, I think with COVID that online communities are building and you're able to reach so many people, not just in your town now, not just people who can come to your workshops, Texas or Toronto or Seattle, but across the world and connecting people to each other. I think that's such a, what can I say? I mean, it's such a great opportunity for people who cannot, let's say, either have the time or can't afford to come to your local workshops to be able to connect with people like Holly, like you tell me, like yourself and get those resources that they might need to kind of, you know, launch the business or trigger them to decide to take that leap forward. So I think it's such a, when I was doing my research, Yours was one of them. That's why I know your (laughs) website so well. It's beautiful. But yes, it, it also is. communicates so well the reason why you're doing it. And I think, it's, I think it's something that everyone can connect with. And I think that's why also on like on the business end, you've been so successful. First, you're so warm and you are also so honest and genuine about your purpose and your objective and the mission of Bot- Botanica Puhaha, but also because there really is a true intention to help people. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but I suppose I could say that we relate <laughs> because... Yes. I'm doing on the back end yeah. of our new website. And I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know, it's not just, okay, this yeah, is my mission so statement. And process. Yeah, you have to execute, right? Like even this new endeavor that you're going into, Bloom Trusco, like there's so much thought that goes into it that, but it's such a natural progression. It's not like mm-hmm. it's forced. To me, hearing you introduce yeah. this is like, oh yeah, of course. 
why, <laughs> why not sooner? Yeah, you know, it totally it's makes sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense. But I mean, we're younger as well. Well, I'm younger, but my husband's the one. So <laughs> even though I'm younger, my husband's the one who keeps on telling us, you need to do a podcast or you need to do this. You need to do that. So anyways, talking about like, you know, your support group and listening to those sometimes. Yeah, it does help a little bit. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so Amy, how do people find more about Bloom Trust Co? Where you have the website will be up, your Instagram will be up. Tell us those handles, the website, everything. We'll be up and running in the middle of November and we'll have a website. It'll be bloomtrustco.com. And we'll have probably a placeholder up until it actually goes live, if anybody wants to check that out. And then we'll also have an Instagram account, which is at Bloom Trust Co. And we'll start that around the beginning of November. So you should be able to find information about the site there as well. Wonderful. We'll have the links down in the show notes for everyone if they just want to find it and click on it. Okay. That's perfect. On a personal note, do you post all of your social media posts? (laughs) Because you're going to have another one too. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, you know, I guess that's one of the things that, you know, about me is that I've really kind of realized during these months of COVID being home and really thinking about how I run things and whatever, you know, I've just realized like I, I I take classes, I read a lot, I listen to podcasts and I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do all the things and do them the way that everyone else does them. There's kind of a right way to market your thing. There's a right way to write your stuff. There's a right way. And I, I can listen to all of it. I know what it's supposed to do. And in the, at the end of the day, I still don't want to do it. I still want to do it my way. And so I've always felt like that makes me not as successful as other people, you know, in the eyes of other people in the industry, maybe because I'm not doing it like everyone else. And when you ask about Instagram, that that's one of the things I know I should be scheduling it out and all of that. But I don't like to because for me, when I when I have something to say, I post it. Yeah. And if I don't have anything to say, I don't post it. And so and <laughs> I don't like the same way as you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I don't look at the algorithm. I don't look at what time my followers are on and all of that stuff because I, it's that I don't want it to run my life. And so if I have something to say, it's genuine and I'm just going to say it when I want to say it around my life, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, during this time, I kind of realized why can't that just be our superpower, really? Why can't that be how we're all unique, that we run our business in alignment with our personality and with mm-hmm. our life, with our family, whatever, you know, our, our values and let the rest of that go. So as we like launch this new thing, I, that's so funny, Jesse, you say like, you've, you're going to have another Instagram account. Trust <laughs> I me, I know. For me, I had something else. <laughs> to do. We know all the back work it takes. Uh, Yeah. So I'll probably, I've got a, you know, I've had an Instagram account for this initiative that we've done called the Daylily Initiative. And I'll probably let that one go because we're going to move all of that onto the new platform. So I'll probably let a few things go and then we'll just kind of see what happens. Interestingly enough, I actually have talked to someone about coming on board to help me run that social media platform for Bloom 
Trusco, and she feels the exact same way that I do about it, you know. Oh, so, wonderful. and she, she was one of the first designers who ever worked for me. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. What, and she worked for me when she was in college. College. <laughs> so it's been, yeah. So now she has three oh, children. She's older and I mean, she's still young compared to me, but she, she feels the same way. And so, you know, for me, I think I'm just moving my business into this, like, I only want to surround myself with people that I really, really, really love and that I feel, you know, a bond, a kinship mm-hmm. with and that are encouraging and kind of push me in the best ways. That's what I want to do. I want to surround myself with those people and run these business, you know, this business mm-hmm. or Botanical Bruja or the podcast, whatever it is. I just want to run it in a way that is in alignment with who I really mm-hmm. am. And who I really am is basically a shy person. You know, that's part of why Bloom Trusco is going to be really interesting for me. It's because when I started, I was too shy to ask for the answers. I didn't know who to ask. I didn't have anyone to support me. I didn't know who to ask about pricing or sourcing or anything. And I was too shy to ask. And the one time I did ask, I kind of got a negative response, like go find that out on your own and then come back to me when you have more experience. So that kind of shut me down. Mm -hmm. That's part of why all these years I've wanted to serve other people by helping them find the answers they need. So, you know, in my mind, Bloom Trusco is going to be kind of a way that if you are the new person, the shy person, you're a little hesitant to get out and ask for what you need, you can come in here and you can find it and we're going to help you find it and you won't have to be embarrassed or you know, <laughs> yeah. afraid, yeah. you know? So I love that. That is so wonderful. I think that's one of our passion too, Jesse and I, is we're all about educating our community. I mean, we see all these questions and I know there's so many more people that have these exact same questions, but they don't have the courage or they're too shy or they've been burnt before and they are afraid to put themselves out. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that Jesse and I do is we try to say, hey, here's your information. And it's just been really wonderful to meet all these different students and our peers and bring everybody up to this amazing level of sharing knowledge. One thing that we're working on is helping our industry because it's so brand new about pricing because a lot of people come in so many different levels and so much different experience. But the thing is, nobody knows each other pricing. And I think one of the open thing, a very good example is like when you go to a grocery store and you see all the same items, same crackers, bag of chips, all the prices are laid right there and you know where everything's laid. And I feel like we could do that with our paper industry. And it's so important to be helping our industry grow in a better way than just, oh, you have to do so much research to find things out. Mm -hmm. We're really, both Jesse and I are open books about information. And the only thing we ask is, Ask us the questions and help you better. <laughs> or at least share what we know, <laughs> share yes. our knowledge or point yes. you in the direction of someone who does know. Exactly. Know? And I love that Blue right. could be another resource for our industry. It's amazing because I feel like the floral industry, the paper floral industry ourselves, you're a much older industry, but we are growing and we're rapidly, our curve is going so much higher because we're able to learn from your industry and apply it to ours, which is amazing. You guys definitely have a ton of resources and we mm-hmm. will be the first ones to check out Bloom Tresco. <laughs> For sure. <Yes. laughs> Well, I really do hope that that it's funny. I was just having this conversation with a designer this week because you all were so gracious to be on our podcast. And, you know, we talked a lot about how how we could help Mm -hmm. one another, our two industries, how we could come together and help one another. And we know that 
you know, we've already had some designers who have incorporated paper flowers into their fresh flower designs. And there are just so many different ways to to collaborate. But this year, especially since we've had the pandemic and we realized sometimes, you know, we can't always rely on our sources for the flowers that we have promised our wedding couples. So it's important for us to have as many resources as we can and have those relationships in place before we actually need them. So uh, I really appreciate what you all are doing. And I definitely hope that Paper Florists will come into Bloom Trusco, find what they need. We'll also have a lot of different, there will be some free things in there, some free content that you can download or watch. There will be some, you know, courses that you'll have to go and buy. I'm just actually we're just referring you to the people that we feel mm-hmm. like are really, really good at what they yeah. do. But I think that definitely it will be a helpful place for anyone who's interested in paper flowers or fresh flowers or dried mm-hmm. for that matter. You know, we, mm-hmm. we have so many mediums now. Yeah. And I guess that's one of the silver linings of COVID if we have to pick one is I, I feel like we have opened up the floodgate in our industry to be able to really appreciate one one another and learn how to collaborate. And I think it's going to change how we do business in the future. Yeah, definitely. I love it so so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amy, for dropping by and chatting with us. It was always a joy to speak to you because you have such insightful things (laughs) to share with us all the time. And we're so excited for this new endeavor that you're undertaking. It's much needed in our industry, I think we yes. always get questions about how to arrange, how do you deal with mechanics? And, you know, even though we refer yeah. our peers to, you know, florists that have inspired us, I mean, having a place where they can go and take a look themselves, I think will be really, really helpful moving forward. And like you said, in the future with collaborations, I think <laughs> just having those resources will be invaluable. So hopefully we'll talk to you again on a later date. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about Bloom Trust Co or any kind of workshop series you'll be having in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. If you're looking for a way to support us, please hit subscribe and write us a review. We would appreciate it so much. 